What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Richo's Rant, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I am Richo, and we're going to get right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about right now is the overhype, if you will, of Philip Rivers leaving the now L.A. Chargers and testing out the free agency market. Everybody seems to be freaking out about this. I don't understand why. I mean, I get that it is... Almost, uh, he's an old school top ranked quarterback. Let's be real. He's not top 10. Maybe he's top 15 in the league from last year. And everybody is freaking out wondering where where is Philip Rivers going to go? Where is his next landing spot? I can tell you where his next landing spot is. Nowhere. It does not make any sense to me. Why any club, franchise, organization, whatever you want to call it, any NFL team should pick him up. Doesn't make sense. I get his numbers in 2018 were pretty good. Even 17 wasn't bad either. This past year though, not that good. And you you want to know why? It's because he's getting old. He's not doing it anymore. And if you want to tell me, nah, he still has it. He still he still has it in him. He can get you a what? A championship? How many more years do you really think Philip Rivers has in the league? Ask yourself that. Now, if I'm an organization that has not either made the playoffs, have not been into a AFC or NFC championship game or hasn't even been in a Super Bowl. You're you're gonna sit here and try to convince me that Philip Rivers is the guy to get me there? Just Philip Rivers. So it makes more sense to get someone like Philip Rivers instead of Teddy Bridgewater, even Mitch Trubisky. Um Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota. You would pick Phillip Rivers over all those guys because he has the experience. Okay, I'll give you that. He has the experience. He's a leader. He can command the offense. But is the rest of the team ready for a championship? Because that's my biggest thing. I can't figure out one team in the NFL that is a quarterback away from making not only a playoff run, because at the end of the day, that's not why you're leading a team or running an organization. You're not running an organization to make a playoff run. You're running an organization to win the Super Bowl. There's no in-between. If you want to bring Phillip Rivers in for a year... Have him coach or mentor a younger quarterback. Like if you want to bring him into Miami and have him and have uh, someone like Josh Rosen sit behind him and kind of learn from him. Again, I'll listen to your argument. I will not agree with said argument, but I'll listen to it. Because my pushback would be, why spend the money on Phil Rivers? 
when you can spend the money somewhere else, like getting a top deep threat or a top defensive player or hell, how about a top offensive line? This doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's complete malarkey and I think the only sense it makes for Philip Rivers, the only place that makes sense for Philip Rivers to go is the XFL. That's it. Because he can go to the XFL and play for five years, no problem. But staying somewhere in the National Football League, the NFL, makes no sense. I just, I, I honestly can't. Especially when you have somebody, you have somebody like Tom Brady hitting the free agency market. Now, I know people going, oh, Tom Brady's going to go back to the Patriots. Look, he's not. If you're going to spend big money on somebody, why wouldn't you spend it somewhere else? There are so many other quarterbacks out there that are better than Phillip Rivers, that have more longevity than Phillip Rivers. Tom Brady's not one for the longevity aspect of things, but he's still Tom freaking Brady. And if you want to sit here and tell me that Tom Brady's going to, or uh, Phillip Rivers is a better pickup than Tom Brady, you're, you're joking. You don't know football. You don't know really anything. And you won't be able to convince me otherwise. That's all I have about that segment. Let's move on to something else now. All right, now I would like to talk about the Amazon Prime feature of all or nothing with the Philadelphia Eagles. I sat down, I watched all eight episodes, digested it. As an Eagles fan, it was hard. My God, this was hard to watch. It was hard to watch, obviously, especially the losses. Really remembering how difficult this past season was with the injuries, with the games that should have been won, plays that weren't being executed. And, you know, I sat here shaking my head being like, you know what, I was right. I was right to feel the way that I felt this year, especially with Carson Wentz. I mean, there were so many plays that just weren't being done. Followed through, ducks thrown, overpasses. I mean, it was insane how... How much he did not look like himself. One thing I will say though after watching this. I don't think. I don't think this year would be the year. This coming up year rather. The 2020 season of the NFL. Maybe not even 2021. But 2022. You better watch out. Watch out for these Eagles. I'm, I'm calling it in two years. Two years. I'm putting two to three years on this one. The Eagles will be in the Super Bowl. Now, I know this might sound ridiculous that I'm throwing this out there. And obviously, as an Eagles fan, I'd like to be wrong. Because I would like to see them in the Super Bowl a lot sooner than that. But looking at the young guys, the young weapons. And honestly, Carson Wentz just sitting back with a whole lot of money. Doesn't make sense to me why he wouldn't be back there. Just doesn't. I think he's going to have a ball out season this year. Injuries really need to get put under wraps. 
now with that being said, I know after you know the the, uh, the season for the Eagles, they've done a whole lot of changes. They've they've brought in a whole completely different offensive scheme with different roles for the coaches, uh, different coordinators making up new positions. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm hoping it's going to go up and it's going to be positive because it seems like now what they're doing is they're actually building a coaching staff around Carson Wentz's abilities. That's interesting to me. That's pretty, pretty interesting. They're not really spending the money to get these top wide receivers in because they they've shown towards the tail end of the season where they went four and zero that they don't need to. Carson Wentz can make do. He was a late bloomer this year. He really didn't start getting into that role and rhythm till the end of the season, which was great because it was enough to get them into the postseason. And then injury again, which. After watching that clip again, dirty hit. You sit here and tell me it wasn't a dirty hit in real time. It's not dirty. Dude spearheaded Carson Wentz while he was on the ground. Dirty hit. And I I really do. I really hate to be that guy to say, oh, well, if Carson Wentz was in the game, we would have won it. But you know what? We would have won it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. You know that every other team was so glad to see Josh McCowan in instead of Carson Wentz. Because that means that they wouldn't they weren't gonna see the Eagles go deeper into the postseason. Even though Josh McCowan almost got it done. And man, my hat's off to Josh McCowan. I did not I I feel like I was I was already a big fan of him already as it was. I said before during the season that he is probably the best hype man that that team has. He was almost like a coach with a helmet. I mean, talk about a you couldn't have asked for a better backup for Carson Wentz, really. Literally, they're like glued to the hip. He kept trying to find Carson to help reread that defense that uh, the the last down that they had explaining certain things and certain scenarios hyping him up being like you got this man you got this you couldn't have asked for anything better Carson said it himself so and going back to my previous point too about Philip Rivers the first segment Philip Rivers ain't doing that I'm sorry he's not going to be that guy that's like oh yeah you got this bro you can do this no Philip Rivers is going to make it all about him. Josh McCowan did not make it all about him. He made it about the team and how it was a team effort. And he knew that and understand understood that coming into the league. I really hope they keep him. Or hell, I hope they give him some sort of coaching role. That would be great too. Another thing I noticed with uh, watching this All or Nothing segment, which again, you can find it on Amazon um, videos, Amazon Prime whatever check it out if you get a chance if not hit me up i'll throw you the uh login you could watch it on the one that i watched it on (laughs) so watching this again though 
I didn't I don't think I gave our defense enough credit. Now, to be fair, it could have been overhyped or uh, over accentuated rather with this film documentary. But man, that defense looked tough. That defensive line specifically, the D-backs looked good. Cornerbacks could do a little better, but our guys don't have that height. There's no real big man we have down there that can guard you know, these big-time wide receivers. And that's our biggest downfall. But if we can keep making the quarterback uncomfortable, driving in, make him flush out and throw his little dunk dies and we stop him before the, uh, the first down marker, that's big. That's half the battle right there, really. And they showed resilience more than anything. Durability. I was blown away. I'm left here a little speechless about it. Because again, re-watching this, I was like, man, they had it. They're not that far away from getting back into the Super Bowl. There's a couple things brought up about how they're still living on that Super Bowl dream, that little hype. And maybe they were. Maybe that was the big downfall this year. But again, a couple years from now, this team is not only going to go to the Super Bowl, but I can totally see them dominating the Super Bowl. Like, it will be the most boring Super Bowl to watch because they will do so many bad things to the opposing team. I don't care what AFC team it is. They are going to embarrass them. I have one more thing to talk about. I'm going to take a little bit from LaValle's Sports Talk podcast, which you could find on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, and you can follow him at LaValleCH. That's at sign L-A-V-A-L-L-E-E-C-H on Twitter. This is going to be, he, he does a segment called His Last Words. Or everything is stupid. So I'm going to kind of fuse the two. And this one's going to be just titled. My last thing that's everything is stupid. On a personal note. I've had a rough year. Real rough year. Not even going to lie about it. It's been tough. Mentally. And physically on myself. And I've said this before. To friends. I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod. Um, I'm sure I have on like. Whether it was uh, the huddle that we used to do. Or the Ritual and Lala podcast even. Um, but I really lean on my friends. And I, I use the term friends very seriously. Extremely seriously. Because there's a lot of people in the world, right? You say you have a friend. I have a bunch of friends. Good amount of friends. But when push comes to shove, are they friends or acquaintances? I remember figuring out, like really sitting down and digesting what makes a friend. What makes an acquaintance. 
four or five years ago, maybe even six, I could look at someone and say, I have a lot of friends. If they said, do you have a lot of friends? I could say, yeah, yes, I do. Now, I have a handful of friends. Handful, like five. Five friends that I can really go to no matter what. And that's so important to me. So important. I think that that is something to cherish and not take lightly ever. When you have someone in your life that can truly be there for you, take care of you, and you show them the same respect, it's special. All right, it is. LaValley and I, obviously, we do this podcast, uh, this, this sideline network together. We do it along with our friend Austin Space. We've all known each other for a very long time, which is extremely, extremely special to me. I've noticed now, you know, after coming across my 30s, early 30s now, when talking about my friends and the, or, talk, excuse me, talking to my work colleagues or acquaintances and really talking about my friends or hanging out with my friends and, you know, this and that. And they will ask like, oh, you guys do a lot together, huh? You you, you, uh, you guys have been friends for a long time? Yeah, man, over 20 years. 20 years, over 20 years. Some with, again, Austin and LaValle, I'll be pushing 30 years of friendship with them soon. We've talked about him on the podcast before, Richo and Lala, our very good friend Muff, Josh Toma. Same situation. Pushing 30 years of friendship. And that is the most special thing to me. There's other people in there too, obviously. LaValle, Landon, or Adams, Landon. Um, you know, a lot of people that I consider family. And I've really just been there, stuck by me, and I appreciate that. It's something to think about. Something to really digest. Because when you go through one of the toughest moments of your life, and I'm not talking about you know, just a bad day. You know, we're talking about a bad year, bad couple years, even. Not like a death in the family, like almost a death of your lifestyle. Like what I've been going through. And my friends have stood by me, held me up, kept me going. They know my agenda. They know my plan for success for not only myself, but my children. And that's special to me. And if you don't have kids, you know, maybe this seems a little extreme. 
maybe you understand. I don't believe that you have to have kids anyway to absolutely understand the feelings I'm going through or to or that you'd be going through or any type of uh, self-reflecting almost, you know? If you have that one person that needs you no matter what or that you need no matter what, cherish that. I, I cannot stress that enough. There has been so many times that I felt alone. I felt lost. And if it wasn't for my handful of friends, I would be. So this is a thank you to them. Um, a thank you for you listening, helping me get through my time. And for those of you who are listening and, you know, might not be going through a tough time or might not, or maybe you have someone going through a tough time that, you know, be there for them, be a friend. Be family for them. Let them know. There are too many fake people out there. Too many people that tell you what you really should and should not do. And now while I cherish my friends and I cherish their support and I cherish their opinions. I won't take it lightly either. I'll really take it and digest it and really look at what they're saying to me whether it's about me or about my situation ultimately though it's your decision ultimately it's your life you have to make the decision on what you want to do you have to make the plans and you have to execute those plans I know I have a goal in mind I know my friends have, they, they are aware of my goal in mind to digging myself out, if you will, of the situation that I'm in. I know I'm being extremely vague, but sorry. Set your plan, set your goals, execute them, and keep those close friends around you. can't stress that enough so again i want to thank you to all my friends out there my buddies that are listening because i know you guys are i try to say it as often as i can i love y'all and i appreciate appreciate y'all really do All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's episode of Richo's Rant, brought to you by Sideline Network. Again, make sure you check us out on Twitter, at LaValleyCH. You can check out me. Um, trying to get better at this Twitter game. I really am. I, I know I get spurts. You know, one minute I'm throwing up mad tweets, ridiculous stuff that I like to analyze and think, like, hey, it's not really not that ridiculous. Um, 
things like uh, hot takes, if you will. Videos. I, I I need to get back on the video game. I know that. Um, I'm trying trying to get better with that. And uh, you know, we'll see what the the rest of this year of 2020 takes us. You know. So, but check me out on Twitter at rich underscore oh oh seven at Lavalley ch. Uh, see all the content we're putting out there. Uh, make sure you check out Lavalley Sports Talk podcast. Thank you again for checking out the Richo's Rant podcast. And make sure you check out Richo and Lala. Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify. I believe it's on Google Play too. So, you know, check all that stuff out, man. We really appreciate it. We, we put in a lot of work for this and put in a lot of work for you to listen. And we appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, check that out. All right. And I'll talk to you all next week.